Hey, good morning, everyone. Today is March 8th. Uh, it's Thursday morning, and I am driving through the wonderful town of Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. The stinkiest town in Pennsylvania. The reason it's the stinkiest town is because they've got this Glad Felter pulp wood company here that does uh, they make, I don't know, they make paper, but um, you walk, as you drive into the town, you see this beautiful town, and then you see these seven smokestacks that are just bellowing out this horrible smoke. I don't know, I'm thinking about getting that Dr. Seuss book called The Sleuth, and buying about 2,000 copies of this and dropping it off all over the streets of this place. These people can read it and figure it out. However, that might be contradictory because the book is made of the paper, which they're probably making there anyway. Hmm, that's an interesting thought. Maybe I'll just send it to them on the internet. But it's so sad because it just, it stinks. I wonder, I wonder how long the people here actually put up with that and if they end up getting diseases and strange lung problems from the from the stench of this place I don't know anyway I drive through here probably two or three times a week and it um, I always have to roll up my windows but anyway I wanted to do a, a another show because I had some a question come in which I think might have some really enlightening answers uh, for everyone and the um, the question comes in from um, a friend of mine who actually is going through some relationship issues right now. She uh, was dating someone for a couple of years and the relationship broke up and now she's, it broke up I guess maybe two weeks ago if that and now she's got other guys that are interested in dating her and she is wondering if she should go back out and date other guys again and I understand her thinking on this because uh, she probably doesn't want to be alone and, and she likes the companionship of other people but yet at the same time she's also trying to work on herself um, and so then she has this whole story that takes place which says you're not ready to date you have to work on yourself etc etc which is, um, it's really just a story. So let me go in and, and see if I can answer this question. And this is a common question. It, it, it's the question that, that says, are we ready for this or that? Are we prepared for this or that? If something is appearing, then it's just appearing. It doesn't matter if you're ready or not. I don't think there's a readiness that has to take place. Readiness would be if you were, um, you know, uh, how do I say this? In an instance where somebody's not ready would be if someone were to call, someone were to call you up and say, hey, um, I know you ice skate and we need a... Um, we need a left wing for our hockey team this Saturday night. Can you do it? <laughs> I 
I think that's where you can turn around and say, I'm not ready for this. I, I don't have the physical ability to actually go and play hockey because I can only ice skate on. I'm not sure how to do this. Um, that's what not ready is. Or if you are learning an instrument like guitar and you just know a couple of chords and someone says, can you come and sit in the band? You're not ready for it. Those are those kind of things. In this situation though, with dating and meeting people and working with energies and connections, there's a couple of ways of going about it that she can, she can go into. So, the first thing, if there's a, a, a place that's coming up that says, I may not be ready, that's, that's a me story. That's a story of a separate me that says, I'm still trying to heal the heart as if the heart has to be healed. I'm not ready. And the me story will go through its different phases. It'll go through its healing, its slowdown, it'll, it'll be um, lost in its, in its own little place. It'll go into its shell and it'll be concentrated and it'll go into a depression. The depression is energy that holds it together. And this energy then allows the, the darkness and the small cave that it goes into to refine itself, to remember who it is, and then to come back out and be ready. So there's a whole story in the me story of, and when I say me story, that's a belief that there's a separate you, that this me story needs, it needs time to, to be ready. And if, if she's in that perspective that there's a me that needs to be ready, well then she's not ready. Then she needs to experience and go into some time by herself, contemplate what the relationship was, what she got from it, and um, enjoy it. Enjoy the, the healing of that. Enjoy the memories of the relationship. What worked, what didn't work, what did you learn about yourself? Relationships are all about what we learn about ourselves from other people. Things we like, things we didn't think we liked, and then we ended up liking. That's what that is. I'm sorry, I'm taking a break to drink some of this. I got this black uh, chai tea, which is delicious. I put some honey in it. And um, <clears throat> the, the interesting thing about this tea is it has a sweet taste to it that you can, uh, the taste buds will taste, will chase it down through the cup. It's kind of fun. So I'm drinking some of that and driving through, right now driving through Jefferson. All right, let's get back on track here because I want to help my friend. So it really depends how she walks out the door. If she walks out the door as a me into this relationship, she may find that uh, she dates some of these guys and she has fun, but then may feel hollow, shallow, empty at the end of it. Because what may be happening is it's like grasping and raking in um, energy from other people. You're raking in the relationship like, a, like, a, like a, a bulldozer that scoops it back in. It's like a scoop. So if it's done that way, then you take a gamble thinking, well, if the relationship works, 
then it all works out well. But if it doesn't, then you can feel shallow because you're trying to scrape it in. Um, even if it does work, there may be issues there. So that's, that's the one way of walking out the door. Now, the other way of walking out the door is into these relationships and dates would be to look at them as if they're all a dream. Everything that takes place is a dream. Dream characters. Every person you've ever known is a dream character. And in truth, if you look at science, that's actually what the truth is. I know it seems like, whoa, that's because people have feelings. We are so grand. This world is so grand and beautiful and full of amazing miracles. Um, I'll use the word God appearing as everything. And it's so unbelievably amazing that we don't believe it. We say that's too good to be true. Too good to be true that every person out there is a dream character, yet the dream characters are so damn good that they even have their own little personalities, ways of seeing, and that they are also dreamers dreaming other characters. That's how good it is. So, if it's looked at that way, then she can look at this and say, I'm full. I'm complete and full going into this. And that if something happens to me, there's nothing lost because the fullness of me, the canvas of me, is never touched. It's never tainted. It's never stained. Nothing ever happens to it. The canvas is full all the time. In which case, she then can very easily um, very easily go into these different relationships and dates and experience her fullness appearing as all these different people. That's the way the mystic would do it. So that each relationship is completely full as it is. As it is. And the beauty of that is you can even then look at it and go, well, if I end up walking out the door as a me story, then the me story is also fullness and wholeness appearing as a me story. So you can't lose either way. So the key is to first get to that wholeness. And that's done by asking that, that famous question, who are you? Or the other famous question, which is, what, what is here? Find your true self. It's, it's not your name, Mike. It's not your story that Mike has been doing the whole time. It's what is watching, what is... Uh, all of the story and Mike and everything falling upon. And once that is seen, then you can go out there and you can date all kinds of different people and meet different people and go and do all kinds of different things and it's all wholeness appearing. You can even go out to the movies by yourself and look at everything and say, all of this is wholeness, my wholeness appearing as a wall. It's walling, it's chairing, it's miking. It's sallying. It's movieing. This is the true way of looking at it. But this is such a beautifully simple, amazing thing to see that most people, first of all, they don't believe it. And second of all, they're scared of it. It's a scary thing. But there's a lot of truth in it. Um, it's been proven scientifically. As they go and they look at objects and realize that these objects are all made of space. So that if everything is space, including you, then where is there a you that actually is going to, where's the you that's actually 
going to get hurt or where can you go on all of this? So that kind of answers that, that beautiful question. Um, the me story wants to date and have a beautiful life and have the Disney ending where you live happily ever after with the one. Well, what's the purpose of that? So you, you have the me story, you meet the person, you fall in love, you meet the parents, you get married, you have the house, and you hold hands while, while watching Andy Griffith reruns. So that's, that's the me story. At the very end of it, what is felt in, in, the, in the holding of the hands sitting by the couch, and, you know, sitting on the couch by the fire, what, what is felt there? Wholeness. Wholeness is felt at the end of that story. That's the goal, is to get to wholeness. Well, why not just make wholeness right here now? Why not just look at directly, scientifically explore right now what's here and find out that, holy crap, it's been here the whole time and it's here beautifully appearing as, as everything, as a simple farmhouse. Even if there's chaos in your life, wholeness is appearing as chaos. So this is a bold, grand way of seeing life. Impossible to explain to anybody, and I wouldn't suggest it unless you're crazy enough to do a damn podcast like I just did. Um, but this different way of seeing will reflect everything about your life. This slight shift of seeing this differently from a me story to a wholeness will change everything. Love will be there. Love is. Instead of trying to find love, love is. It just will appear as love is. It's just beautiful as ever. Beautiful as ever. So that's, that's the way I would recommend handling this, this question. And it's a beautiful question because the question literally stops the story and, and presents the road with, with the two different paths. And I knew that's what she was going for. And um, she's staring at them right now. It's a decision. And the story itself is forcing her to make that decision, forcing her to draw which path to go down. So take the one on the left. <laughs> that's what I would say. That's probably the way to do it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something else I want. I'm driving, so I can't really pull out poetry and read it, read it right now because uh, there's, it's just not safe to do. So I'm not going to read poetry. There are some poems I wanted to, to bring up that I read this week that are beautiful, but I can't get to those right now. But I'm just, just going to end it right here with a short little question about this, this piece of seeing this. And... Um, Hopefully this helps you if you have these same problems and issues. Relationships are the, they're the biggest, um, they're the biggest challenge for most people. They really are. We want that wonderfully beautiful, merging, passionate, hot, fun, relaxing, deep, warm relationship. Everybody wants that. And it's difficult because a lot of us are steeped in a me story and we're steeped in the story and that something 
always has to be fixed in a relationship. We always feel like something has to be fixed. This person has to understand this or that more. And we don't control them. We don't control our next thought, our next movement, our next breath. Breath just happens. Eyes blink automatically. Hair grows. Thoughts appear. Movement takes place. We're not in control of these things. So if we were in control, then everybody would have this long, happy marriage. We would have incredible jobs and careers. And there would be um, a beautiful happiness that takes place. And it would be absolutely beautiful and amazing. And it would be boring as fuck. So fucking boring that we would probably say, you know what? I, I, I just, you know, I've been sitting here. As, as a married person and everything is just beautiful and the pie every night is perfect and the dinner's good and the TV show we watch and it's all just absolutely perfect and amazing and I'm floating two feet above the world as I go to work every day. We would have this amazing, beautiful life and then we would finally, someone would just say, you know what, I, I'm just gonna, on my way to work today, I'm just gonna pick up this rock and I'm just gonna heave it at my neighbor's window just to see what happens. <laughs> so, so he heaves the rock and then we just say whoa, whoa, wait a second we stepped out of wholeness for a minute or at least we think we have stepped out of wholeness and then thus the chaos takes place now this chaos is then suddenly we realize well the chaos has wholeness in it too now some people live their lives in pure chaos they always want chaos. Their relationships are chaotic, every single one of them, one to the other. Relationships with their family, just one mess after another. They love the chaos. The reason they love the chaos is because they've forgotten wholeness. They've forgotten the peace and the grace of who they are. And they're uncomfortable with it. Since they don't know what it is, they're so uncomfortable with it that if you were to take them and fix all of their problems, fix them. If you were to heal all of their problems and say, okay, yep, we got you a new car, we now got you a job, and we fixed your issue with your parents, and your sister is going to come call you, and everything is fixed. In about a week or so, maybe less, they would start developing problems on purpose. The reason they do is because they only know their existence because they're being tapped. It's like a tap, 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 chaos, 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 chaos. That's the only way they know they exist is by the chaos. It's the rough edges that, that are polishing them. And they need that. They have to go through that. That's how they know they exist. If you give them the nothing and the wholeness, they'll sit there and they'll be scared to death because they know and will sense and will feel that they don't exist. They, will, they won't think they're there. They don't know that the wholeness, that the presence, the silent whisper of present awareness that is open as everything is actually them. They will see that as, as uncomfortable. They'll see that as a me not knowing that it's that. It's, it's very unnerving, very unnerving. So they won't, they'll be bored with it and then they'll have to create waves. So 
these are the different um, ways that relationships work. And the beauty of all this is even if, as they do this in relationships, that also is that's wholeness appearing, appearing as that pattern, appearing as the pattern of hating silence, of needing chaos. That's what that pattern is. But in the end, no one's ever touched. Does the sky, and can the sky ever be tainted by the storm clouds? It can't. So relationships and people are just fascinating dances of energy. All of them are. Okay, that's all. I'm just going to close this short little uh, podcast on relationships. There's a lot here. And if it seems like I'm just rambling, uh, it's probably because I am. So, all right, folks. Have a wonderful, good day. I will catch you all again soon. See ya.